So, Justice League Snyder Cut. I was kind of debating whether or not I'd actually do a review on it, because it's been out quite a while now, and I know I'm kind of late to the game. I, it was, took me a while to actually finish the movie, um, but I figured I ought to, since I said I might before, and I don't want to let down my loyal listener. So, uh, first off, I think it ought to be said that I'm, I was looking forward to this quite a bit. Uh, it took me a while to get through it because, um, like, when as I was getting excited for it, my wife said, you know, she'd like to watch it with me. So, But uh, she was a little bit behind in some of the other movies, so we watched uh, Wonder Woman and, uh, and the original Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. So she was kind of up to speed and knew what we were getting into. Uh, it came out March 18th. I, I, uh, my birthday was the 16th, and and for it I got a one of the gifts I got was a subscription to the HBO Max. It's actually it's called Crave here, if if you want to get it. But <laughs> I was off to a bad start because um, I got the subscription to Crave, and then it turned out you needed to buy an add-on to get access to this. So cost twice as much as what I originally thought it would so I was a little bit annoyed about that but whatever I kind of you know clenched my knuckles and paid the extra amount although that means I won't be renewing the subscription so little background here um, this is more or less a direct follow-up to Man of Steel which I liked. When it first came out, I liked it. As time went on, it grew on me more and more and more. At first, I kind of thought it was like... I, I, I wasn't completely sold on Henry Cavill. Um, I thought he was good, and he looked the part and everything. I, I just wasn't quite sold on the idea. Um, and I thought it was like... It was like Batman Begins. It was written, I think, by one of the writers of, of the Nolan scripts, and, and it felt to me like it was basically Superman Begins. You could almost cut and paste the Batman Begins script, and, and you've got Man of Steel. Um, I wasn't... At the time, I, I wasn't really crazy about the idea of a brooding Superman. I thought that was a bit much. Um, it grew on me over time, though, and to the point where now I, I actually quite like it. And I think that was kind of the Superman of my adulthood, where Christopher Reeve was the Superman of my childhood. Um, so, and it actually grew on me quite quickly to the point where I was looking forward to Batman v Superman. Did not like that movie very much. I thought it kind of didn't do Superman justice. I thought, again, the the fact that they made Superman a little bit brooding and that trying to have... Batman and Superman outbrood one another. I thought it was a bit much. I know they were going for a grittier take on it, trying to be a little bit more serious than, say, the Marvel films, but um, I found... And Lex Luthor's whole plan, I thought, was so convoluted. It took me a few times watching it to figure out what he was doing, and then the more you analyze it, the less it actually makes sense. So, I mean, it, now it's to the point where I can sit and watch it and enjoy it as a popcorn 
type movie, a, a movie where you turn off your brain and you just enjoy it for what it is, which is watching it the most recent time. That's basically what I did. I kind of didn't really think about it too much. Uh, whereas my wife, I could see she was kind of like scratching her head at, at points. Um, but I thought all those movies actually were way better than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was, eh, it was okay, I guess. Aquaman kind of, I think it, it might be my least favorite of these movies. It's just, when I first saw it, I thought, oh yeah, that's kind of fun and whatever, lighthearted and everything, but it's just so cookie cutter. It's like, it's extremely predictable. It's not very interesting. The bad guys kind of, I don't know. So, whatever. Then we get the Joss Whedon cut of um, Justice League. Even though just Zack Snyder's name was on it, it wasn't his film as he intended it to be. Um, at first, I was like, it was okay. Much like much like uh, Aquaman, I thought, oh yeah, okay, it's it's okay, it's kind of fun. Um, my my original concerns when when I knew they were going to be making this Justice League movie was I was worried they were going to try to cram too much into one movie. To be honest, um, I thought it was going to because they had to introduce uh, what three new characters between Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman, and they had to resurrect Superman. Obviously, we all knew that, um, and they had to introduce the bad guy, which in this case was Steppenwolf, and uh, we all kind of knew that Steppenwolf was just kind of a henchman for Darkseid, so we thought there'd be some setup for that story. Um, in the end, basically what they did in order to get around that in, in the original theatrical cut was they just kind of didn't really have much backstory for the characters. Um, the, the pace was actually okay. It, it flew by. It was very jokey, um, lighthearted. Superman was toned down, uh, even though he was resurrected. He and supposed to be bad for about five minutes. He became jokey Superman um, with very quickly, pretty much as soon as he was resurrected. So it was almost like he was resurrected into a different person. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay at first, and then as time went on, and obviously the, the mustache gate, the mustache on Cavill, I didn't like. I didn't really like the way they transformed Superman into a more, I don't know, almost like Captain America type goody two-shoes type thing. Um, so I like, it was the opposite of Man, it's Man of Steel, where with Man of Steel, I kind of, I was lukewarm and it, it grew on me. Whereas with Justice League, I, I kind of, I was lukewarm and I got, I liked it less and less and less as time went on. The mustache things bothered me more and more and more as it went on. I think I overlooked it a bit. I wanted to like this movie. I really, really wanted to like it. So then when word starts coming out that Snyder gets to recut it the way it was originally intended to be, uh, that's extremely exciting. So now we get this cut that actually gives backstories to those characters. Um, Aquaman's is n still not a lot, but it is more. And actually, it's I find his backstory was way more consistent with the Aquaman movie, actually. Um, whereas watching the, the Whedon cut, I I was like, ah. it it just didn't feel like it blended well into the Aquaman movie, where funny enough, this one did. 
uh, quite quite well actually. Um, the the Flash's backstory again, not too too much. It was I don't know how much point there is to him getting a job as a hot uh, a dog groomer or whatever. Um, but I guess at least it was a little more. Cyborg got a ton more. In fact. To the point where it's like I could see why some of it got cut out. I think they cut way too much of it out. Um, but, like, because some of the stuff with him going... He, he wound up at one point using his powers to transfer money to this um, struggling immigrant lady, I think, was what she was meant to be. Um, it, it was okay, but I guess it shows he's got a good heart. Maybe that was the point of it. It was a little bit, um, it, it dragged on a bit, I think, but it, it was good. Like you, you care about the character and, um, but I'm glad all that was extended. I'm glad, see in the, in the theatrical cut, the pacing was pretty good. It seemed to fly by, but that, that was almost, almost a bad thing. When you look at the, the new cut, it's first of all it's I think over two hours before Superman gets resurrected it's at least a good hour before he gets even the second mother box whereas in the first one he's got it seems he's got the first all three of the, or well at least two of the mother boxes within you know 15 minutes or so um, they really take their time with this cut and I like that I like I, it's one of those things where I know they could never put this movie out in the theater it's just way too long and, and my concerns actually were true they were trying to cram too much into this movie and it, as a matter of fact that's kind of my, my, my one one of my main criticisms of this cut um, one, of, one of my criticisms is that it seems that they took they almost changed some things it felt like just to change it like they kept some of the same jokes that were in the other one but it was like they used a different take or something and just they fell flat a lot of the jokes fell flat which is okay it's not meant to be a comedy but you want you want your humor to work and the humor didn't really work too well in this one it's a minor quibble um the the uh, the one thing i didn't like the epilogue in this movie is very long it's like return of the king type length maybe even more very very long but it's just to set up a movie that's never going to happen which is the sequel to this which also now seems like it's trying to cram way too much in because they set up that okay the the big baddie um steppenwolf's boss dark side now has to come to earth for this anti-life equation which i'm not even quite clear on what exactly it is they I don't think they even mentioned this thing in the Whedon cut, and they, they do bring it up in this one, but it's still not quite sure what it's meant to be. But anyway, so Darkseid has got to come to Earth to finish his job. Um, I think the, the point of this anti-life thing is that now that the, the mother boxes have been destroyed or whatever, and now we need a reason for him to come to Earth, and so this is how he's doing they're doing it via this anti-life thing so he's got to come to earth and they set up that um the the league legion of doom is going to get put together but lex luther and uh, deathstroke are going to team up to go get batman who he reveals he knows to be lex luther knows to be um bruce wayne of course 
So they need to do all that stuff. Then they set up this whole post-apocalyptic thing, which looks like it's setting up alternate timelines where Superman turns bad, probably because something to do with Lois Lane getting killed and him blaming Batman and all that. They've got to do that too. This tag-on scene with the post-apocalyptic thing, which I suspect was a mostly reshoots, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Joker in it was even more annoying than he was in Suicide Squad. And I'm not really sure why you would put so much time into setting up something that's never going to happen. I mean, it would take a miracle for Warner Brothers slash HBO Max slash whoever to say, yes, let's make Zack Snyder's intended sequel to this. It would take a miracle. They put $70 million into this and most of it was already shot. A lot of the effects were done already. Um, this was just $70 million for basically editing, some special effects, and, um, well, music, of course, and, um, uh, and, and some reshoots. Actually, on that note, the music in this, I loved it. I freaking loved it. It was so much better. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, that, that last scene, that last tag on scene, I really could have done without that because like I say, I, th I think again, you're, it's setting up unless they want the next justice league, if it ever happens, which I don't believe it will, but if it ever happens, um, again, it would be another four, even six hour opus and you would think that that's even going to be a setup to something else because if they're if they've got this post-apocalyptic future with bad Superman, well, that's got to set up several other timelines. And I know I think it's supposed to kind of marry into the Flash movie that's upcoming. And um, but anyway, that's that's sort of my one critique is I I wasn't crazy about how long the epilogue was and again how much they're just kind of teasing for a future that may never exist. Um, the the music, as I said, was huge improvement. Um, funny enough, my daughter had a, the a different opinion. She liked she liked actually that there was the old Batman and old Superman theme in the Whedon one. I thought it didn't work. I didn't like it. It's a different universe. It doesn't. They. I don't know. This one I liked way better. They brought that back. The Man of Steel theme. I wasn't crazy about the Wonder Woman thing though. They they have her theme, which is cool, from Batman v Superman and, and Wonder Woman, the, the, the near, 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 that thing. Um, but they also added in something here that was kind of annoying. It was this wailing, like, yodeler thing. It was, I don't know, it, it was okay once or twice, but it got a bit annoying at times. And, and I know why they were, because a lot of the action scenes with Wonder Woman, they weren't like high octane where you need that other Wonder Woman theme. You want something like um, coral and kind of slow but cool and that. But this, for me, didn't work. I thought it was horrible. Um, other than that, the music was amazing. Um, I, I think I'll actually go buy the soundtrack. It was that good. I loved how they brought back the Man of Steel themes throughout it. and uh, Just so good. Um, it's funny because there were some scenes from, from the original theatrical cut. There was one moment that, that jumps to my mind where 
I, I liked. I always liked it when Batman tells when Flash is like, I don't know how to do this. I'm, I I just push things, and Batman says, just save one person. I always liked that moment. Now, I and I mentioned that to my wife that I uh, I kind of missed that moment. She pointed out very quickly why that doesn't work. She's like, because when Batman goes to recruit him, he's like, I'm in. Without like giving it a second thought, there's none of this kind of um, uh, um, refusal of the call to action type thing. He's just like, I'm in. I need friends and all this stuff. So it makes absolutely no sense for him to say, I'm in. And then suddenly when they get there, be like, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't, I don't want to do anything. This is true, although it can be argued that, well, maybe he, you know, jumped in with both feet. He bit off more than he can chew. That could be argued, but... Yeah, the way they set it up, it it makes more sense for him to kind of spring into action a little bit more than than just kind of complain like he did. But uh, it it was a good little moment, so credit where credit's due. Um, There there were two or three moments like this where I was like, "Eh, I kind of like that bit. But but overall, this movie is a vast improvement. It's way better than the theatrical. In, in virtually every way. I thought I would miss the blue and red Superman suit because it's my favorite suit. Um, I really didn't. I will say... Right, this, this much I'll say. My original biggest problem with the Whedon cut was that they didn't do Superman justice. No pun intended. Um... This one, aside from the mustache, didn't do a ton more. I mean, Superman was resurrected. Um, it's it's got much more heart, absolutely. And he he comes back basically to punch Steppenwolf. That's basically all he does. He does, I guess, help with the mother boxes a little, but his main thing he does is come back and punch Steppenwolf, and. Um, I don't know. It just I I would have liked more from him, and that is a true criticism of Snyder and the way he went about this. Um, because I feel like Man of Steel set up such a cool Superman, Batman v Superman kind of didn't give him as much as I would have liked to emphasize Batman way more. This one, Superman didn't uh, even in this one Superman didn't do as much as I would have liked to him, liked of him I would have liked much more Superman uh, that being said I'm glad they got rid of stupid things like the Flash in the end fight Flash actually does something he's there for a purpose as opposed to the um, the Whedon one where his role is to move one random Russian family out of the way uh, it, it's yeah. That was that seemed totally pointless. Where in this, he's he's building an energy field by running. I like they the the resurrection scene with Superman is very similar, but they did one really smart thing, which was to establish that the the Flash, um, if he approaches the speed of light, affects it, it affects time, uh, which was really smart, and 
uh, and plays out in basically all the that the Flash does throughout the movie. So, and and presumably what he would do in follow-up scenes, follow-up movies, including the Flash movie. So, uh, final thoughts. Uh, I really enjoyed it as a standalone. If you're not familiar with the material or not familiar with the characters, as if anybody is in that position. Um, it's good. It's enjoyable. It's uh, the action is fun. Um, the the story is, I mean, it it's what four and a half hours or something. It'll take a couple sessions to get through, um, but it's. I think it's rewarding, in its own way. Um, I think it's. I'm really glad, this is out now. I'm almost certainly going to be buying the DVD because I'm actually quite keen. To see a lot of the behind-the-scenes type stuff, um, Zack Snyder is really quite good at doing behind-the-scenes stuff on his DVDs. So that I'm looking forward to the the theatrical Justice League DVD that came out. Pretty pitiful. I don't remember there really being any bonus features on it, if any. So um, I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. It's not a perfect movie. It's a much better movie than the theatrical version, and I know that that's why I'm ranking it so high. Um, I'll be interested to see in time how I feel about this one. If the things that, if my quibbles with it will um, increase or decrease, right? If it'll be more like Man of Steel and it grows on me, or if it'll be more like the theatrical Justice League and it, um, and it, my enjoyment of it decreases over time. I'm, I'm quite curious to see how that'll be. Um, so I'll leave it as that, and uh, hopefully you have enjoyed this.